who's that sexy thing I see over there? <laughs> That's me standing in the mirror. What's that icy thing hanging around my neck? Um, that's gold. Show me some respect. <laughs> I thank God every day that I woke up feeling this way. <laughs> and I can't help loving myself. And I don't need nobody else. Nuh-uh. If I was you, I'd want to be me too. I'd want to be me too. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Samantha. Honestly. Thank you. No, well done. That was, thank you very much. No problem. We'll we'll let everybody know we had a little bit of a technical full pause. So you're you're making another reappearance at the show, which is great. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, yeah, no, we have, we're going to re record it. That's all. So Mm -hmm. we're just trying to remember everything we talked about. I'll try. Obviously, it had nothing to do with anything but roofing. That's all it was. But we were talking a lot of (laughs) stuff about construction. So, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Uh, So, we got Samantha Dakota back on the show, and it's uh, Summit Sisters Roofing Inc. and www.summitsisters.ca roofergirl.inc at outlook.com mm-hmm. and then on instagram it's the dot roofer dot girl and also the same i think on tiktok we'll, yeah we'll and facebook it. it's just roofer girl it's just roofer girl yeah. there all right so let me do a quick shout out i want to do a quick shout out to tony tony from tc installations respect tony i haven't seen you i haven't spoken to you in a bit i know you've been quiet on social media but he's doing amazing work and doing his installs and everything like that and also he's always keeping the job site so clean he's got the cleanest tools cleanest workwear cleanest van cleanest everything envious i'm envious find him on ig at tc.installations.inc and of course you can hear his story way back way back when number 71 love to have you back on the show tony when you have some time and thank you so much so on with the show with Samantha. Hi. Where do you want to be in? <laughs> no, you've had nine, nine years roofing. Yeah. And I think I was trying to remember asking you a bunch of questions, but I, I definitely the first question was why roofing? It's not the easiest, one of the easiest trades, painter. Uh, like it was, it's a hard job, especially mother nature is always yeah. on your back. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Summer, winter. Right now it's raining and messing with you guys, your schedule Mm -hmm. and everything like that, which you feel for. And then it's going to start to get hot. Yeah. Ridiculously hot. Humid. Hot and humid. humid. Yeah. Um, Why roofing? I don't know. That's like the number one question that everybody asks me. Um, I don't know why I chose roofing. Um, I just kind of started doing it. I used to do drywall and steel stud framing. I did that for two years before I started roofing. And Did you enjoy that? Uh, I did, but probably not as much as I enjoyed roofing. Why is there the love for roofing? Because I, I, I see roofers kind of react the same way and describe it the same way. And, and I'm envious about the environment when it's ideal. I don't know. Um, for me, I just felt... Like, I really wanted to get really good at it when I first started. Like, I just really wanted to grow and get stronger so I can pack those bundles because they're heavy. And I want it to be fast because, you know, that's like, that's like the main argument in roofing. Like, how fast you are, how strong you are. Can you pack your own bundles? And how many bundles can you get on? And it's really competitive. And I just wanted to be... I don't know, like the best I could be at my job. So I worked really hard to become good at it. And it just made me feel super empowered, made me feel strong. I was making good money. So, and I just, and I fell in love with it. I, I call it roof therapy. 
roof therapy. Yeah, when I'm up there, because when you're shingling, you get into this zone yep. and you're just like in the moment. Yeah. So that's why you connected, but you didn't have that same feeling with drywall and steel no, studs. No, no. Because steel studs suck the cut and handle with. Yeah. And drywall is drywall. Yeah, <laughs> oh, dusty. And you're inside all day and... Yeah, roofing, you're outside and you get to, you know, sometimes we get we get to roof in some like really beautiful areas, nice scenery, lots of water. I just did an island job not long ago and that was awesome. Like we had to boat in, boat out. Yeah. Big house? Uh, it wasn't very big. It was just, it was a little challenging, I guess, because we had to pack bundles. Like it, you couldn't, we couldn't get bundles close, like delivered close to the house. So we had to like walk them oh wow and then the garbage too was something else <laughs> wow so yeah. that was a bit of a chore but once you got all the material there yeah the roof went fast the roof was fast it was just mostly like the cleanup that was kind of hard <laughs> i guess but then it must have looked beautiful when it was all oh finished, yeah right? it was beautiful location. yeah and out the, just being in the location it was in it was beautiful yeah and so you got started you got started nine years ago yeah Okay, and that was that. But then also your then boyfriend, I guess, at the husband. He's husband my husband now. Now, yeah. right? He kind of trained you a little bit or taught you. Yeah, I I met him on the roof um, when I was just the laborer, and um, yeah, and he he pretty much taught me everything. I wouldn't say like everything because I did have like I ended up working on a crew where like all the men were like super supportive and welcoming, and you know they helped they helped him train me and. Yeah, my husband taught me a lot, and they all taught me a lot. And then eventually, my husband was working for me. Eventually, some of the guys on the crew were working for me. So, Because yeah. good work is good work. Yeah. Simple as that. What was the first lesson you learned that you kind of had a moment when you were roofing, and you and they were sh they were sharing tips and tricks? What well, was one of the first things? That the first lesson. Um, kind of sticks out. I don't even know. Um, I've learned a lot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know like what my first lesson would be I think um, because I started with a different crew it was just how we were ripping and when I started working next to my husband well when I started on that crew they taught me how to do different things differently from the other crew where um, I don't know I guess one of the how you rip a roof and it matters how you rip because you know you don't want to make a big mess where you're shingles scattered all over the roof and it just takes longer to clean so they taught me how to like rip and put everything in neat piles as i go and people think it takes longer that way but it doesn't and it's so organized so clean like you make your piles and then you're done ripping and you just take your piles toss it in the bin so you're thinking about working the whole time that you're working um sometimes yeah <laughs> no like outside of being in the zone you're actually prepping so it's not just a matter of just you're a monkey you'll go up there and all of a sudden just start ripping everything apart and get the job done no Mm -hmm. You're thinking about, at the end of the day, it's hard work to wrap up. Yeah, you want to be organized and productive, and they say, work smart, don't work hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love hearing from framers telling me my first year of construction, where it's like when you're wrapping the end of the day, and you're making a way your way down, so let's say, whatever, smoke break or bathroom break or whatever, bring a tool down with you. Mm -hmm. So you're not wasting time, right? Yeah. So it's like you're planning. Exactly. For, yeah, yeah, that's the same thing. That's the part of the thinking that yeah. I was kind of Or even when you're on the ground and you're going up and, you, well, bring a bundle up yeah. or bring a roll or, yeah. you know, bring something you need. No, no empty trips. Yeah. Simple as that. And that makes for an efficient crew. Mm -hmm. So that's what it was all about. Yeah. So why is there such a, um, you guys are a special breed. That's like, what I hear. Oh, no, you guys <laughs> yeah. are. You totally are. Like it's, it, and I've seen majestic work 
like the way crews work on a roof. Like mm-hmm. it's almost, it's a symphony. Yeah. Like I've seen it and it's actually really, it's relaxing to watch. Mm-hmm. To me it is. Yeah. I, same thing. Like I, you know, when I make my video, my roofing videos, like I always go back and I'm always rewatching them. It's just, I don't know. But on the flip side, when you're driving around a neighborhood and you see a really bad crew. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. else even like. You see the mess. I like s- it's not piles. It's oh. just mess everywhere. Yeah. And I've seen people like, like crews leave roofs open overnight. And that's like, to me, that's like a big no-no. Like you never leave a roof you exposed. you know what's going to happen. It, weather can be unpredictable. Somebody Why take that chance? Yeah. They text mother nature right away. Yeah. She's getting bombarded and all of a sudden there's rain coming somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's that's why I have a, a special like a fondness for roofing crews because when you guys work in in unison, like it's just like a machine. It's really fascinating. And framers are the same way. Concrete are the same way. They're all like that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they just kind of they everyone everyone knows each other's duty. Everyone knows what's, yeah. what's asked of them. Yeah. And so you kind of work like a machine, which is really fascinating to see it. Yeah. That's what I like about it. Yeah. Awesome. So there's been so many lessons that you've learned over the years and you've gotten better, obviously. So I, I guess in your first year, you weren't super fast. You weren't super efficient, but you no. quickly learned. When I first started roofing, um, I remember my very first roof, actually. It was a two-story 612. And I was just really shocked that nobody made sure like I was properly tied off. And then the anchor that they put in was... Um, not even in studs. Like when I think back about it now, it was just like, it was just in the plywood. And then they're like, oh, clean the gutters. And I'm like, what? Are you crazy? Like, I'm not even tied off properly. And they're like, oh, clean the gutters. And like, I'm just so new to roofing. Like it's my first, I, I didn't even know what a shingle ripper was when I started roofing. Like I was just so new to it. And, um, I remember cleaning the gutters and they weren't clean enough, but I, I was just scared. Like I was just so scared to go to the edge of the roof and were you too yeah. nervous to even ask yeah well like i seen everybody else like no nobody cared <laughs> it was just a job yeah it was just everybody i guess they were more comfortable up there but like for me it was my first day like i just didn't really know what to do but i was also like i would, I, I didn't feel safe cleaning the gutters but when i think about it now like 612 is nothing i could easily do that i know but on a first day yeah you're on there and yeah and i was just like how come nobody tied me off? <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to say what company it no, was. No, I'm not no, going to no. throw them under the bus, but yeah. But, but no, if somebody else came on your crew right now and they're getting started and there's first, I want you're going to take the time. Yeah. To- I want them to feel safe. And I always tell them like, if you feel uncomfortable, you're allowed to say no. Yeah. And if you get too hot, like, and you need a break, let, let me know because the last thing I want is somebody passing out on my roof or, you know, getting hurt or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's what I tell them. Like, don't be like, don't be scared to tell me that you need a break. Like if you need to go sit in the shade or something, you know, just, just do it. <laughs> Cause that's what I mean. It's like, you guys are always watching each other's backs because, yeah. because one little misstep, literally, you know, something bad can happen as oh, a yeah. result. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. Like I broke my ankle on the roof two years ago and it was due to another worker's negligence because 
he he was shingling his side and he put a shingle over the vent hole. Normally when we do that, we cut it out right away. We mark it or something to yeah. indicate that there's a hole there. Yeah. And he just left his shingle over it. And then one of the guys were like, oh, we're going for a break and whatever. And I was like, oh, I'll stay back. And my husband was like, I'll stay back too. But my husband was working on the lower section of the roof. And I was like, kind of like a middle. And then there was like the top part. So I had to like walk up there to grab a bundle. I went up to grab a bundle and I stepped in the hole. With and, the weight of the bundle? And I dropped the bundle on my ankle and broke it. And now I got plate and six screws in there. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. It was like February, so it was cold outside. And um, I was like yelling at my husband, like, you need to call the ambulance. And he's he thought I was being dramatic. And he's like, oh, get up and walk on it. <laughs> I'm like, I can't Come walk. Come here, I'm going to break it's yours. broken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they called the ambulance and then the ambulance, the paramedics were too scared to come on the roof. So I, at that point, like I felt so helpless and I was like really scared and I'm like, how am I going to get off of here? And they had to call the fire truck. So they brought the fire truck and they, um, it was the ladder with, it had like a stretcher inside yeah, of it, yeah. like a bucket and a stretcher. So yeah. they, they gave big needle in my arm and put me on there. <laughs> Yeah, so that was probably one of the scariest things that happened to me on the roof. It can happen. I mean, that's the thing about the trade. There's yeah, it's like you can be safe, but you can't guarantee the people around you are going to be safe. How did he feel, the guy who did it? Um, I think he felt bad. Like, he still he worked with us for a long time. So he was a really good worker. And he actually helped run crew for a bit, too. But, yeah, uh, I, I think he felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> just happens um but you still love roofing i still love roofing i still had my air cast on when i was back on the roof really (laughs) yeah i was up there with the air cast really (laughs) i I went uh when i was ripping because i couldn't really walk with it i would just work on my knees rip on my knees could you imagine if a ministry of labor showed up and they're asking how are you going to fit your steel toe over that i don't know (laughs) thank god they didn't (laughs) they shouldn't be asking that they should be like going that's what we need more of Mm -hmm. not Okay, so you're missing one safety boot, but yeah, okay. Yeah, well, it's not like I was walking around on the roof. <laughs> I yeah. was more, mostly crawling on my knees, but um, the only thing I couldn't really do was like toss my own shingles or I could kind of grab bundles, but I would have to like drag them. Got it. But yeah, it still but made it still work. you were still working. I, yeah, I was still working. I was still kicking butt on the roof, so. <laughs> <laughs> Has roofing changed a lot in the last 10 years? Better or worse? Um, I think, um, well... Like three tab is like kind of like an older brand of shingles. They don't really do those anymore. Still um, there though. You get the old school guys that are. Yeah, but not not often. Like I've only done three tab like maybe three times. What's ever. everybody asking for? Architectural. Yeah. Yeah. And metal. Which are heavier shingles for you guys? Oh, they're so heavy. Yeah. They're nicer, but mm-hmm. they're heavier. Um, also, I think like roofers are not. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's a lot of bad roofers out there. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of bad trades everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of bad. But that they're not the definition of the industry. No. For any of the trades. So it's just people want to shed the light on the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Why you bring that up? I don't know. Because, like, um, you know, what if I partnered up with a crew or went help out another crew besides my own, um, say if work was slow and I went help out another crew, which I have, like, throughout the years, and I just f- feel like, like I'm not the one running the... <laughs> running the crew but like i see people do some like not good stuff on the roof and it's not my place because it's not my job to say anything but i'm low-key thinking it is it because they can get away with it 
I don't know. I think a lot of roofers just want to get things over and done with. And uh, they let that competitive side get in their head too much. And they just really fast and just don't care about where their nails are landing or if they're even going in all the way. You know, stuff like that just really bothers me. <laughs> but like I assume that it's going to bother you if you don't do it properly, that there might be a failure in a short period of time. I just don't go on people's jobs and tell them how to do their job. Yeah. But yeah, just, I don't know. Like I see a lot of roofers out there that just don't care that much. I guess maybe. You should almost do like, like soccer, right? Football for your Europeans out there. Like you pull out a yellow card or pull out a red card when someone does something bad on the roof. Yeah. And just throw it on the shingle there. <laughs> <laughs> see what they would do if they pull yeah. it out, right? But um i don't know if that would fly they probably just throw it back or they probably nail it down yeah There's i don't know they probably wouldn't care <laughs> get the roof done <laughs> I, and i know that you work with other female roofers as well too right mm -hmm. and then you also recently did a job didn't you uh, a gofundme project oh yes i did a charity project out in on the six nations reserve how did that go um it went great it didn't go as planned but that's another thing i learned like nothing ever goes as planned but it was ambitious to be begin with right yeah and it was scary for me to do because i didn't know like i couldn't guarantee the people that who said we're gonna come help we're all gonna help and that's exactly what happened so um i ended up going back like three more days after we completed the roof to finish up other stuff on the house oh. because there was like several people who like big volunteers who just didn't come so did it give you an excuse or something? or did uh, Well, one out? was like something like, uh, well, one guy was sick and then another guy um, had something to do with his grandparents and another one had to go to a wedding. But um, I just feel like when you offer to do something like big like that for somebody, like you, you should commit to it because it's so easy for people to say all the nice things they want to do for somebody. It's so easy to say it, it's but it's... Funny. One thing to actually get up do and go it. do it. You're, yeah. It's funny you're bringing that up. It's just recently, I don't know, it must be the season or something. But a lot of people are chatting. A lot of people are like barking mm -hmm. and not fulfilling. Yeah. And I'm and, like. And that's what it was. And I, you know, because I made promises to the homeowner and I, I still went back and did it. How's she feeling? Is she feeling better? She, oh, <laughs> I'm still like her sister wants me to go do her siding now. So we're going to do that. So we're still like really close contact with them. And we had went back there um, to pick up some like materials and whatever that we had left behind. And uh, I was talking with her and she um, she was telling me that she had texted her sister when it started raining outside. She texted her sister right away. Oh, make sure you grab the pails. She completely forgot. Like it was just, uh, it was just such a routine for yeah. her. Like that was her automatic response to, you know, the rain coming was get the pails ready. And, um, and then she remembered that her roof is done. Like she doesn't have to do that anymore. So I don't know. I just, it makes me feel good. That's an amazing feeling. Yeah. Like she doesn't have to worry about her roof. And like she was telling me too, like um, every winter, like they're wondering if that's the winter, that's going to be the, the winter where the roof caves in on them. So they don't have to worry about that now either. <laughs> but the company stepped up though. Yeah. Yeah. Because it wasn't it, it was a certainty? No. Certainty donated yeah. the the shingles yeah. and Maximum Vents donated the vents yeah. and Gibson donated the, the plywood, well, part of the plywood. Yeah. So it's nice to hear that the, the companies kind of stepped oh, yeah. up and saw, saw the, you know, it was nice to help them out, help that person oh, out. Oh, it was right. awesome. So. Yeah. 
Good for you. And I didn't really have to like, you know, go out and find that either. It just kind of came to me. You don't get any more Canadian than hockey, double doubles, and extreme climates. At Ventilation Maximum, they know it all. Their roofing ventilation solutions are designed to withstand the variety of weather conditions found across our vast and beautiful country. From the stormy and heavy snowfalls of the east to the dry and damp conditions of the west, they've got you covered. Discover the diverse line of ventilation products designed to be as robust as Canadians. Combine that with their personalized technical support and they'll ensure to keep your roof dry in the winter and cool in the summer while extending the lifespan of your roof. Visit ventilation-maximum.com for more information. Yeah, so that was cool too. And then you're taking off to out west or vacation or work? Um, I'm going to Alberta because my son is out there. So I'm going out there to pick him up, but I also have a lot of family out there. So we're just going to go visit the family. We're taking all our kids with us and going to spend a week out there. You guys being roofers, you all of a sudden go on vacation, you start roofing something. Oh, well, I'm going (laughs) to, I have so many roofing friends out, out there that I was telling one of them, Hey, I'm out there for the week and you need some help. I'll, I'll come help out. (laughs) You need to get like friends in the Dominican or something like that and start doing some roofs or something. Yeah. Yeah. I need to make more friends. (laughs) (laughs) So how many different types of roofs have you, have you done like rolled like flat? Um, no, I don't know anything about flat. Yeah. To me, that's like a whole different ball game. Um, I don't mess with flat roofs at all, um, but I've done like um, I've done cedar, uh, Euro shield, metal, architectural, and like different kind of arch- architectural shingles like um, Windsor, Armor yeah. Shake. Do you yeah. like the shingle, uh, the cedar? Um, I did it once. I did enjoy doing it, so right. I would do it again if I had the opportunity to do it again. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really time consuming. <laughs> And it doesn't last. The the color, right? It's not so much the color. I, I, like, I need a cough right now. It's, um, it's not so much the color of cedar as much as is. I actually like the patina. I like the worn out patina. Okay. It's just um, just physically it doesn't last. If you don't maintain it properly, especially if your, your house has a lot of trees, mature trees around it, and you get all that um, off the trees, it, it starts to work its way into the cedar and cedar doesn't last so you've seen guys probably use copper and then you put copper every so many courses or whatever and that helps it activate the cedar and last longer but i didn't know sh- that yeah shingle wise cedar doesn't compete against it like it's it depends on that you got to still maintain it mm-hmm. like cedars are not bulletproof they're not perfect they're not like metal roof they're not like a really good sh- uh, asphalt shingle or anything like that so okay it's beautiful to look at and and when it's done properly yeah it takes what is it like 10 times longer than an hour. Oh, yeah. It's insane yeah. how long it takes, we, right? My cedar, the cedar job that I did, like, we did it in the wintertime. So, yeah, it took a long time. And it's, like, if it's, it's wet. It's slow, tedious work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I still had fun doing it. Yeah. Hard to shift gears from that to asphalt. Yeah. Because you're, like, so quick on. On the asphalt. And then, yeah, it's, like, the same thing with metal. Like, metal is, you know, takes longer to do than, than asphalt. Is metal getting better these days or is there a lot of metal brands um i don't know like i just started doing metal this year so i'm still getting into everything do you like it i'm starting to love it i guess but my husband likes it more than i do it takes a little bit longer yeah to me it's like more uh time i guess it depends what kind you're installing too like we've done diamonds and um the the 
Wakefield Bridge. They're like shingles. They look really yeah, nice. I don't know. Um, pat, we've done panels, our standing seam. Terminations. Is it more intricate when you're having to deal with roof vents or skylights or any kind of plumbing terminations, like when you're handling metal shingles like that? Um, I think it just depends what kind of metal you're installing. Like if it's panels, it's probably not that complicated. But if you have to do like a tie-in with um, with the shingle, like the metal shingles, it's you have to like make sure you're on point because you can't just play with the same way you can with a shingle. Yeah, there's no forgiveness. Like um, there, there isn't much forgiveness, I guess, with the metal. No. And then, yeah, it's just, you just can't, like, you know how you can, with architectural shingles, you can drop a row and, you know, kind of, like, space out a few rows, but you can't do that with metal. Because everything clicks and it, it's... They, they lock into place. It's yeah. there, so you yeah. have to be committed to where it's going to be going. Yeah, and then with your pattern, too, yeah. Yeah. Joshua makes it look so easy. Josh is a professional. <laughs> <laughs> While he's holding a beer can, he makes it look so easy while he's doing that, right? So yeah. just, he loves it. I know that he keeps on talking about it. Yeah. My husband, too. Like, you know, Josh and John are like two peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you tell the roofers coming into the business these days, male or female? Specifically female, if they were coming into roofing, my my advice to them would to just you don't like don't give up right away because I've had a you know I had a lot of girls who were interested in roofing I've trained a lot of girls and so many times like you know the, like they think they're gonna come on the roof and they're gonna roof like me but you gotta learn <laughs> it takes time to yeah. like I've roofed for years and you know it took a lot of um roofing just to get as good as I am and I think they just think it's gonna be as easy as I make it look and it's on, not it's on actually social hard media, yeah like they think it's that simple uh, yeah so I've had a lot of girls who walked away really quick but um not only because of that too but because men are just you know not always so welcoming in the trades too so I've seen a lot of that as well you just set them in their ways that's all it is simple as yeah. that that's done yeah right? just just ignore all the people all like you know if somebody has something bad to say just ignore them <laughs> And then for the boys that are coming into the business, how would you? <clears throat> um, for the men, I don't know. Just, just don't. Uh, men like to seem like they like to rush through things, like they're not as patient as women. So I would just say focus more on you know don't don't rush through it. <laughs> Do a lot of people in the roofing industry just have this mindset of it's just the roof? Like, do they carry that with them? The ones that don't um, care about the industry. I think some people are like that. I don't know. For me, like I'm super passionate about my job and I'm like everything like I'm everything has to be perfect. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that you're up there and 25, 30 feet or whatever it is. Yeah. It has never it has to roof. look I hate when people say that, oh nobody's gonna see it from the ground or whatever. Um <laughs> it's so funny because when I was doing this charity project, my daughter came up on the roof and uh, Josh was teaching her how to shingle and and then um <laughs> I told her not to do something and she got mad. Like she's my daughter. So she gets, she, she's sassy to me mm -hmm. and she's like, it's okay, mom. Nobody's going to see it from the ground. And I'm like, <laughs> don't you ever say that. <laughs> Where did you hear that from? That's what you were asking her. Well, I watched all the That's videos. Not, mm. I don't know. But <laughs> it was funny. And I just, yeah, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> How old is she? She's 12, but she'll be 13 soon. And she's already, okay. That's kind of 
She's <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody's going to see it from the ground. I'm like, no, don't wow. you ever say that. <laughs> Did everybody's eyes light up and look at her and go, hey, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I just called my little hack into training. <laughs> wow. She'll, she'll learn. She'll yeah. eventually learn and be an amazing roofer as well. Yeah. Well, she doesn't want to be a roofer. She doesn't? No. she's. Does she have a roofer in her? I think she could. I think she, yeah. Because um, I brought her to work a few times. And, you know, she worked a full day once. and Did went. she like it or did she? I think she did. But she didn't last the whole day. Well, like she lasts eight hours. To me, a whole day is like ten. But <laughs> She's preteen. Yeah. <laughs> she she ended up going to sleep in the car, which was fine. She worked hard. She and, worked hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, and then the next day she's like, I need some Tylenol or Advil. My legs hurt. And I'm like, well, you're making muscle. Yeah. But I think, you know, if she wanted to do it, I think she would be able to, you know. She'd probably pull it off really well too as well. Because, I mean, she got the best instructor. Yeah. And I think my daughter, my baby, because she's four, but she's like opposite of my older daughter. I think she would, she would definitely love it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's interesting. Because most, I guess, lately I've been seeing a lot of tradespeople not necessarily want their kids to come into the industry. They want something else for their kids, right? I I just tell my daughter, like, you do whatever you want to do. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you love doing what you're doing. Yeah. If it's if it's got to be framing, that's okay. We'll talk about it. But mm-hmm. I prefer if it was roofing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, she could do framing. We could build houses together. That's... that's that's how I'm looking at it. You start to build a lot of trades are building their crews. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting for their date to come onto the site. That's all it is, right? Yeah. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I want to specifically like the roofing details, like roofing material, roofing everything, like what's going on, or like is the is the material the asphalt's better today than they were yesterday? Were they better yesterday? Like what's when I first started roofing, um, the laminate shingles that we use now, um, I feel I feel like they're not as good as they used to be. Really? Yes, because you know how they have the two-ply and then the single-ply? Yeah. Sometimes they're not, like, the same, the same height. So, like, as you're trying to, like, shingle, they don't line up the same. And some are bigger and some are, like, you know, an eighth of, eighth of an inch smaller. So manufacturing like what like yeah it has something to be going on yeah i know that joshua's got such a hatred towards asphalt and uh he's not a fan of it no he won't do it but that's the industry the majority of the industry is that so that's mm-hmm. what we're doing that's what most homeowners are asking for yeah but um so i mean like have those brands or those manufacturers kind of cut little corners here and there and i don't know like when I when we first noticed it, like I remember somebody saying like they're probably not keeping up with their equipment because they're producing so much material. I don't know. Good point. Could be, but yeah, I I mean like but that's I what don't quality controls for. Yeah, true. Before it gets to you, exactly. I don't know what's going on with that. Like I've seen a lot of like different brands of shingles that are like that. And it's not just one. It's there's like multiple, and not it not to say that it actually affects you know, the roof, like from functioning properly, it just, it doesn't look nice. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> How's it dealing with clients when you get there and you're <laughs> educating them about roofing? And do you prefer a client that is open-minded to your suggestions? Or do you prefer a client that is just determined that this is what I want, install it, please do a great job. Thank you very much. 
I would never force a client to get more than what they want. I would recommend certain things, but you know, if they don't want it, I'm not going to push it upon them. No, but I mean like when I asking that, I mean like to show them options, present them. So if they're telling you, this is what we're looking for. This is our house. We're going to stay here for the next 10 years. We're going to stay here for 20 years or whatever it is. So options, are you interested in, in kind of, educating them at a tiny bit going here's some options that i would recommend based on my experience this is what i think you guys should yeah, probably look I've, at right i've done that yeah yeah and they're very receptive to that or you get a lot um, of clients that just want the best price unfortunately roofing, most times they're they take what we recommend um price sometimes you do get clients that just want cheapest of cheap cheapest, everything right. um i've heard you know they just want to make the roof look pretty for the sale, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I've never been about the for sale sign. <laughs> like I really, a home has always been supposed to be a dwelling for a family. It's protecting, especially a roof. Mm-hmm. Like this one thing that's covering everything that's inside the house, including your family, yeah. right? Yeah, your roof is super important. So <laughs> it just goes back to the story about, don't forget to get the pails. Like she got so used to that, right? Yeah. And so it's like, that's so important, that detail. So why not spend... Or why not spend the right amount of effort making the decision? Not necessarily spend the right amount of money. Yeah. Just make the, the right amount of effort to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. But I then agree. but then I won't always get the job because they're just looking for the cheapest price, right? Yeah, that's true. How is competition out there these days? Um, <clears throat> it's, you know, it's competition <laughs> is it no it's busy out there and a lot I don't, of people i actually don't think roofing is that busy this year really <laughs> yeah why do you think i don't know i think just everything is so expensive right now you guys had a bunch of increases during the the, the funny last few years um well it's different like out here from alberta like when i was in alberta i did a lot of sub work so most of my work was given to me out here i'm doing sub work along with my own work i have enough work to keep us busy and keep my crew busy um but yeah it's just not crazy busy (laughs) is it kind of what you thought the year was going to be like or are you thinking that it's a little lower than than it was expected i think it's lower than expected okay yeah you think the industry's changing tiny bit this year um i don't know i think just there's a lot that changed this year not just the industry and i think that's you know a lot of people don't you know everything's so expensive right now (laughs) everything is ridiculously expensive and i think a lot of homeowners are just they're watching where their pennies are going even though the canadian pennies don't exist anymore whatever they're not Mm -hmm. in circulation but they're they're watching them and they're probably being a little reserved about yeah making some improvements Mm mm-hmm Unless it's completely extreme where you need that improvement, like yeah. a roof, right? So yeah. those people with the tarps and the, the furring strips that are holding the tarps down on roofs, the ones that should get their roof done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always, I, like I get an uneasiness in my stomach when I see a house like that because I picture water getting inside the house. I could see tarps working like as a temporary. It won't For last. overnight. But yeah. If that. And if we get a wind. It has to be tarped properly, too. No, you're getting tarps on homes these days. Sometimes that they're all faded. That's how long <laughs> they've been on there. Holes in the tarp. Yeah, holes in the tarp and stuff like that. Yeah. When it just, just hire a roofer, right? Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know, like, some people can't afford that. Like, for example, the ladies' roof that I, the charity project that I just did, like, she couldn't afford it. 
Yeah. But you were willing to help out and then you were willing to mobilize the, a bunch of people and brands and, and see that it, it made sense to help this person out. It did. It made a lot of I sense. I felt so bad for her. <laughs> Yeah. And she actually reached out through, no, how did, how, where's the connection there again? It was on um, Facebook? I was doing her sister's roof. Okay. So her sister had called me for a quote and um, I went quote her roof and she said, oh, maybe my sister will want to quote. And she pointed to the neighbor. And when I looked at the roof, I was just like horrified. I'm like, there's like giant, actual giant holes in her roof. So, and I just... It, the idea was kind of in my head like I just I really felt for her because like she did come out and talk to me for a bit and she told me that she um, had a fire in her home and she got a loan from her reserve the reserve to uh, fix the repairs for the fire but she couldn't you know afford to get another loan to fix yeah. the roof yeah so and she's 67 I think and yeah she just couldn't afford to do it and I left from there and I was talking to my husband like I just you know felt so bad for her and then I made a post on my personal page about it and then I have a lot of roofers on my page on my personal page and they're like telling me to just do it so I did it (laughs) and now it's done yeah and now it's done and um uh they gave they gave me gifts like um, she gave me like this blanket she made for me. That's nice. And uh, some wood art. That's nice. Yeah. So it, it's a great feeling. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I want to ask you, um, what are the best qualities and characteristics of a roofer? A good roofer. A good roofer. Um, wow. You could just look at me and you would know. <laughs> besides that, besides that. Okay, no, no, we, we start there and then we go down the list. So what other qualities? Um, I would just say how they present themselves. And I don't know, usually you, when you talk to somebody, you can, you kind of get what kind of person they are. Yep. Um, I say just follow your gut. <laughs> so you got a feeling? Yeah. That they're a good professional tradesperson. Yeah, because, like, my husband doesn't dress the greatest. He looks like an actual roofer, you know, ripped clothes, dirty clothes. And he's a good guy, and he's an awesome roofer. So, like, maybe not super judgmental on how they look. But, yeah, um, I think when you speak to somebody, you talk to them, you kind of get an idea of how they are and, you know, who they are. I'll never judge anybody except for painters that wear Crocs and track pants. Yeah. It bugs me. It just bugs <laughs> me. I don't know what it is. It's not a safety thing. It's just, it, it, it's almost like you kind of gave up on trying to be a professional tradesperson. Yeah. And I'm like, that was all that was left in the drawer. It's just like that. Crocs and track, track pants. Track pants? Okay. Yeah. No. Um, but mostly painters are dressed up that way. Yeah. Comfort. It's comfort. I, I see a lot of roofers in like just shorts yeah. and runners. Sneakers. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Well, yeah, because we're outside all day, right? And Crocs yeah. and track pants I have a problem with. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't think they belong. On, and and they, they try to argue with me saying, it's really comfortable, man. You understand? It's comfortable on my feet. It's comfortable on my pants, my legs. And I'm like, yeah, but it's just something about it bothers me. Yeah. I just don't get it. The yeah. shorts have pockets in it sometimes. And there's a, like, it just, and runnings are, are, they're comfortable depending uh-huh. on which ones there are. Some, some trades people have wide feet and they need those new balance wide foot 
running shoes. Sometimes mm-hmm. steel toes don't work. I don't know anybody who makes wide foot st- steel toes, right? So yeah. <laughs> you got some Neanderthal trades people with some wide feet. So that's why I was like, runners, I totally understand. I make a sense that. But Crocs, Crocs and track and pants. track pants, anti Crocs and track pants for me is what it is. If I'm if I see you on the side and I'm looking at you, I'm probably looking down at the Crocs and track pants, waiting for you to acknowledge it before uh, I bring it. Yeah, up. I don't know. <laughs> Tomorrow show up with I don't know anything but Crocs and track pants. Yeah, like track pants maybe, but the Crocs I don't know. <laughs> I've seen some photos on on Facebook where roofers wearing Crocs. I'm like, I've seen flat roofers installing roof roll. With sandals and the torch. Now that doesn't seem very smart. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it, but I've also seen other stuff. And I think it was Jason just recently sent me some, it must have been in China, where it was a, a window installer finalizing the caulking, and he used a suction cup as leverage for his foot to get to the reach point. Oh, my to, goodness. So he's hanging out to two of them. So one hand's holding on the top one, his foot's on the bottom one, and his other hand's holding a caulking gun, making the last pass of caulking, while there's another guy with a rope tied around his waist. Yeah. Just with a granny knot on it. I'm like, okay. Uh, I'll wait to the end to see what happens, but nothing (laughs) happens. So I just, they don't, you didn't see him come back in. So I don't know where really, it's a cliffhanger. Yeah, we don't know what happened. (laughs) It's a suction (laughs) suction cup cliffhanger is what it is. And it's like in the class of of Crocs and track pants. That is scary. No, but on a roof, you want to be comfortable. You want to have comfortable footwear, comfortable pantwear, and and just gear and stuff. So I'd never judge Yeah. If it's dirty and it's ripped up, listen, you're talking to a guy who used to have a long sleeve green t-shirt that had holes in it everywhere and i refused to give it up to the point where i was being called shrek <laughs> for wearing it all the time and i was like this is one of my favorite tees i'm just gonna wear it all the time and then i just eventually had to give it up when it became look like it it, it was owned by incredible hulk or something like that but you know I, I guess men are just attached to certain pieces of clothing yeah I th- but wait a minute wait women are the same way too. i was gonna say that <laughs> even more would we say more so or no um Different classes, I guess. Maybe, the yeah. the kind of clothes that men hang on to versus the kind of clothes that women. My husband, I bought him this pants from Walmart. And it was like, it was a nice brown pants, like kind of like a Carhartt color. Yeah. And the button like popped off of it. So he wanted me to sew it back on because he, he really liked those pants. So, yeah. Makes sense. I sewed it back on. I felt like um, we entered like a different part of our marriage now where i'm sewing his clothes for him so i don't know <laughs> you should have just said just the one time all yeah right? that's all but, it is um he told me to sew it a little wider because he has a bit of a belly <laughs> but then he's he lost a little bit of weight he's been trying to like lose weight and he's doing the arm wrestling thing now and so i sewed it i sewed it too wide now and now it just yeah, he now. So now he's going to ask you to take it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just going to be this. Well, it's so funny because even just the other day, he's like, you like my belt? And it was just a string tied to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give him an idea for a belt that I got from a friend of mine in the film business where he was using uh, an old seat belt from an actual car as a belt. What? And I thought that was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. That is kind of brilliant. Because it's easy to just snap it right off. And your pants. There you go. Done. And then it's easy to hook on because you just put it right in and locks. I wonder where he got it from. No, he actually stole it from an actual car. <laughs> like he took <laughs> it out of the... Do you remember the older cars that just had the bottom yeah. one? Not, yeah. Not the three-point. Okay. Just the bottom one. And he stole that and then he turned it into a belt. <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's just pure genius right there. <laughs> and someone should actually do that right now. Make yeah. seatbelt belts. That's a good idea. For tradespeople. Oh. Even attach it to your tool belt. Yeah. 
because it's so easy to put it on and off. There you go. New ideas. Somebody run with it. I'm not doing it, but somebody a roofer should run with it. Yeah, maybe I'll do it. I don't know. Get your husband to do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell him. And you're like, this is the best belt ever. Yeah. What's in the car? <laughs> no seatbelt. Airbags. That's all it is. Imagine this. You're working on a construction project and accidentally damage a client's property. Without insurance, you could be held responsible for the repair costs. And what about unforeseen accidents that can happen on a job site? Construction projects come with their fair share of risks. If a third party gets injured, you could be facing medical expenses, legal fees, and even potential settlements. But with construction liability insurance, those expenses are covered, saving you from a significant financial burden. Every construction professional needs a margin of safety and a solid backup plan for when things go wrong. So if you're a general contractor, renovation expert, or a construction professional, don't leave your business vulnerable. Nail down the low-cost construction liability insurance you need and get a certificate of insurance quickly by getting a free quote now by visiting zensurance.com forward slash save 35. Zensurance is Canada's leading source for small business and construction liability insurance. What are, okay, now let's get some more talking about roofing here. Um, signs of roof damage. Um, what are the easy signs of roof damage? Well, normally when you can just look from your ground, uh, from the ground, you can see like if your shingles are curling. Curling, cracking. Um, yeah, or else if, you know, look in your gutters and you got granule loss and um, what else? Blow-offs, wind damage. Why does a blow-off happen? Um, blow-offs can happen from high nails or from shingles not sealing properly. So cold weather install? Uh, yeah, that could cause them to, I roof all winter. I don't have issues with this. So I also think it's the brand of shingle, you know, you use too. Um, Are they putting less and less adhesive on the back or goes back to manufacturing? I don't want to say Point fingers, I know. Yeah, I I don't want to put any names out there, but there are some that don't seal as good. I've also had, um... Some roofers won't, like, when you're pulling apart the shingles and they have, like, the sticky film, not the sticky, the film in between the the tar. Yeah. Um, sometimes that gets stuck to the tar line, and sometimes roofers just don't care to pull them off. So, and that could prevent the it from sealing. The, the properly sealing. Yeah. Well, it won't seal because the, the film is covering the tar strip, so. People seem to forget that winds can actually, like, I've seen some shingles almost doing a dance, right? Like, it's yeah. just flapping. Yeah. And that's just, you're just waiting for, and then what's going to happen is depending on, I guess, how cold or brittle the shingle is, it's just going to snap right off. It's going to break off. Yeah. Because that's, the shingles are not designed like to a go of, back and forth. Like a metal, right? Yeah. And you just snap it right off. Yeah. That's where I go back to. Like, why not just educate the clients a little bit more and go, listen, I'm not trying to upsell you. I'm not trying to get you to spend more money. I'm actually trying to keep your house protected. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm really focused on. And yeah. they should listen. But you're right. The majority of homeowners are about the price instead of about the skill. Yeah. Or the experience, right? Exactly. And there's no real... I wish they would put a value on that. Yeah. But you well, can't. you can also offer other, other like, brands of shingles that you know that are going to be good. Um, and some of them have, like, almost, like, the same price. So... That's where the education part yeah. comes in, right? That's what I do. <laughs> What are some of the like critical, typical like where can you get a leak in a roof? It's it's um, still it's still installed properly. The house is done properly, but sometimes there's maybe something happens or something. Um, probably, 
I'm going to say maybe like a weird dead spot on the roof. Um, what so else? Some moisture just settles there kind of thing. Yeah. Well, like, because, you know, some roofs have like a dead valley or something, you know, yeah. you just. Yeah. And um, also another thing I noticed while well, I had experience with was um, goosenecks or sorry, bathroom vents. Oh, here you guys call them bathroom vents. But in Alberta, we call them goosenecks. <laughs> Same thing. Isn't yeah. It? Well, they. Yeah. Well, um, it depends on the brand. Right, because some yeah, of them out are here they use little the, plastic, yeah, yeah exactly. and in Alberta we use like ones that look like actual gooseneck and they're metal galvanized, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I think they're better. Yeah, but I've seen those cause leaks before too, just because like um, the the pot, like the ducts get plugged up from you know the the dryer lint, or I've seen those cause ice dammings. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you got all the hot air it's, coming from the inside. Yeah, and I've seen, like, it get all plugged up, so then it caused, like, a big ice dam all around it, and then with the ice dam, the water was running right under the shingles and all around the area. So, like, yeah, those things can cause leaks, too. <laughs> and just, it brings me to my next question, is, like, how often should a homeowner, either a homeowner or yourself, be hired to go up and inspect the roof after the roof has been done? Um... Just for regular maintenance. Like, yeah, I would say at least once a year. Yeah, just go up and take a look at yeah. and if you're a homeowner and you're not you don't like heights or whatever, then just, just get somebody else. Hire to yourself do it. or call somebody that you yeah. trust and they'll go up there. They've yeah. got the ladder. And another thing I um that could cause leaks is um condensation. So like yes. you can yeah, and that's the roof could be installed perfect and you can still have it condensate. But that's maybe because they don't have proper insulation you know, inside their attic. I've seen um, cases where the insulation was covering the soffit so the roof wasn't breathing properly. And, yeah. So and then we're back to science class at that time. You're mm -hmm. trying to explain it to the homeowner that it's not... It's not the roof. It's not the material. It's not the roof. It's not the install. Oh, yeah. And speaking, like, I just seen... Um, one of my friends uh, did a roof for a homeowner, and the homeowner is like, oh, the roof's leaking. You, you know, you did something wrong, whatever. He goes back gives him like deducts him $500 off his, his quote. And, um, yeah, it wasn't even the roof leaking. It was the windowsill. So, <laughs> so yeah, roofs can leak, but just because it's leaking, that uh, doesn't mean it's actually coming from the roof. Well, see, as tradespeople though, we're also scientists where we can actually <laughs> figure out, we go up there and you can determine exactly what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. You pay attention to uh, where mother nature is going. Yeah. And then you try to explain it to them, but they I guess their go-to is, oh, it's the roof leak. Yeah. Must be. Exactly. Yeah. You were the last person here, but that's not always the case. Yep. So where do they get their information from? Wikipedia. Maybe. Google. I don't know. <laughs> mm. uh, warranties. What about warranties? Um, what do you give for your warranty, like your the work that you do? 10 years workmanship warranty. Yeah. Yeah. And then brands these days with their products are whatever 10 15 20 25 yeah. some are some are 50 just depending what you use is it worth it like when you get into asphalt land and and their 50-year warranty is it really gonna last 50 years i don't think so <laughs> i don't think so either yeah i think like that's too long yeah that's like 50 winters <laughs> 50 extreme heats like, you don't know if that insulation inside the attic is going to be compressing. You don't know if they're going to top yeah. it up. You don't know if a, a critter is kind of try to get into the roof and then died and plugged it. But then it. they, 
they say they point at something oh and this is you know we can't cover the real warranty because of this or you know they just find ways to get out of it so then why bother being really good marketing experts and saying that oh it's a 50-year warranty you never have, you'll die in that house before it has to be yeah. changed i'm like no you guys are full of crap yeah so that's why i don't really like hearing the big big number if it's metal that's a different story because yeah. it's designed a certain way and it's interlocked mm-hmm. so mother nature has a harder time trying to break that yeah they say metal's the way to go. It's, <laughs> it just costs a little more. How, when it's a little more, when you say a little bit more, like you were talking about twice the price or, or 50% mm-hmm. more? It just depends what you're installing. Okay. Yeah. So what is the brand that you guys like? It's Diamond? Uh, Well, Josh installs the Diamonds. Okay. Yeah. He, he likes that. Yeah. And to me, those are like, like I, well, we installed with him and they seem like pretty good metal you know shingles to go with i don't know like they lock in nicely and you just have to be good at doing them they're they're tedious there's there's skill attached to it yeah and um my husband does them with him more than i do just i don't personally don't like installing them just because i don't have the patience to learn them i like my shingles (laughs) my asphalt shingles so tool wise what do you what are you working like with what do you have on the pouch and everything um, for tools, my go-tos would be the Metabo nailer. Um, my hatchet is a stiletto roofing hatchet just because it's so light. Um, oh, and the reason why I like Metabo Hitachi, same thing. Yeah. Um, I just feel like Bostitch has like a bit of a kickback. Super, the super roofers, um, they're, they have a little bit of a kick, not as bad as the boss dish, but they're more heavy. And I don't know. I just think Metabo shoots so nice, and I just, I'm just i just so used to using it. Battery or corded? Um, it'll definitely air. Okay, corded. <laughs> I would never use a Why? Battery. All the cool kids, they all want batteries. <laughs> I've used one before, and they always jam up. So they're not good for like full on roofing. They're maybe for repair. Repairs. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. You don't have to bring out a compressor, run the line. Yeah. Just go up there with the ladder. And, and they're heavier. They're like, they're big guns. They're a lot heavier. Yeah. Uh, for men and women, they're heavier. I don't care. I, I grab them. I'm like, guys, that's so heavy. And like, what are you talking about? That's not heavy. Yeah. No, that's heavy. I'm sorry. <laughs> While you're carrying it all day. Yeah. It gets, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, my stiletto hatchet that's, I've been using a stiletto roofing hatchet for years. And the only thing with them is you can't really pry anything with them because they kind of like, they'll break. Didn't I see, yeah, John, he had prime, is a prime line? Yeah. Okay. So I'm their brand ambassador and they're coming out with a new hatchet that is designed to actually pry out like two inch. I saw his four, video there. Nails, Did yeah. he say in his video that he actually had something to do with the design of that or was Yes, that? he designed it. So he did? Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought he was BSing that. No, no. He designed it. Okay. That's um, good for him. He also designed the, a new ripper that they're coming out with too. So. Nice. Yeah. Some stuff to look forward to. I can't picture him being in the R&B, R&B, R&D, <laughs> R&D department there and just like, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. <laughs> but he actually makes sense on what he suggested. Yeah. Like, you, I don't know, like, the hatchet is cool. Like, you with the stiletto, you can't pry out nails. Like, I've you'll break your hatchet. But with this one, there's like, you know, it makes it easy. So, you know, what's the one question I haven't asked any of the roofers is, what's the go-to knife that you guys are using? I use the green knuckle savers. Okay. Um, have you seen them? No. They're bigger than the 
other roofing knives, they actually have a bend to them. Because, you know, when you're, like, cutting shingles and you skin your knuckles and then they bleed and it uh, hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Every they, time I did a repair job, that's what happened. Yeah. And I'm like, I hate roofing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're designed to prevent that from happening. If it happens, then maybe just, like, a smaller cut. I don't know. But I don't, I don't skin my knuckles. I have scars from ha- it happening before, but... With other knives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the go-to that everybody's using? Yeah. And then pouch-wise? Pouch, um... Everybody tells me I wear a big pouch. They're like, you don't need a big pouch for roofing. But I like my big pouch because it carries more stuff in it. And I like having my tools on me. I've seen people like, I don't wear a pouch. I'm like, well, you're running all over the roof for your tools. Like, I don't like that. And yeah, so I have, um, uh, I got it from Primeline. They obviously supply me with all my course, yeah. tools and my harnesses. But yeah, is it, it's a good pouch though. It works for you. Yeah, I have actually two big ones on the side and it's attached to my harness and that's the one thing I disliked about pouches, and and the first time I was wearing, it, I was like, I don't like this. I just feel like there's so much weight put on your lower yeah. back. Oh yeah, and it bugs the hell out of me, and you start to feel it. The young kids don't feel it as much. I go, you're young. You understand? <laughs> you have an invincible back right now, but yeah. you have to start paying attention to what that back's going to become. Yeah. And sometimes if you don't take care of your back, your posture is kind of funny looking. Yeah. There's a reason why it's funny looking. Yeah. So you got to watch where you put your center of gravity or whatever like that. It's just so it's nice to have a heavy set pouch and everything's carrying down on you, but you got to think long term what it's doing to your frame. Right? Yeah. So um, mine's pretty heavy, <laughs> like just uh, being attached to my harness. I like my harness though because I have like the rings on the hips. Yeah. So when I'm doing steep ropes, it's just so nice to have the rings like right there. You ever get some moments though, Samantha, where they like, like I've seen. I've seen from balconies, I've seen roofers working mm-hmm. on a really serious steep pitch, like serious. And all I'm doing is looking at the ankles, right? Because mm-hmm. you see that placement of the ankle. And I'm like, are you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm like, and they're there all day long. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, it hurts me just to look at you just on that. But I mean, it's like the, you get some moments when you're doing those hard pitched roofs and you're like, ah. Um, yeah, so... I'm, my husband makes me do all the hard spots. His excuse is, I'm too fat. <laughs> so that's what he tells no, but so I lo- have to he's, do. he's lost weight recently. So. He did, but he's a, he's a big guy. Like okay. He's a pretty big guy. And um, I don't consider myself a small person either for a woman. No. Um, so, yeah, but, yeah, just, you're lighter than me, so you have to do it, whatever. I go do it, and um, I'm more comfortable hanging off of like a, the edge of the roof than he is you know, in his rope and harness just because he feels like he's so much heavier. And for me, like, I just, you know, attach my rope to my hip and go dangle there for a little bit. And, yeah, um, I have scary moments, yeah. <laughs> I, I was, uh, the older I get, a little bit nervous about heights sometimes. Yeah. But I'll still go to the CN Tower and jump on the glass floor. Like, oh. it, won't, it won't bother the shit out of me. You know what's so funny? <laughs> <laughs> I find myself more scared to do things like that than I do on roofing. In the back of my head, I'm thinking it's not going to go. And if it goes, then my family's going to have a huge payout, right? <laughs> but it's not going to go. And I'm pretty sure that whoever designed this, it's not just one layer. So if it, if it goes, you crack the first one, but then the second one will catch you. And yeah. if you're a big enough person, I guess maybe the third one will catch you. Maybe. And then in the back of your head, you're thinking, oh, there's got to be about a dozen of them here. Yeah. And then maybe there's only four. But it's if it, the first one goes, I'm already out of there. <laughs> so that's why I don't think it's going to go. So, yeah. And I like seeing the look on the kids' faces when you're doing it because uh, they're in shock. That's going, something my husband would do. It. Yeah. It just makes sense to do it. It's a glass floor. That's what you're... A puddle. What do you do? 
jumped in it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. So that's why I do that. But I, I, I find that when I'm on the roof and work and construction, I get a little nervous sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you climb a um. ladder and you're like, I don't remember this house being so high from the street. <laughs> and then the, the ladder is just a little wonky. And I'm like, uh, uh. I'm getting a little nervous. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't. Um, I guess it takes a lot to scare me on the roof, but there was one time, um, just recently, actually, like maybe a couple months ago, um, I was doing like a two story, I think it was like a 10, 12, 11, 12. I don't rem really remember. It was a steep roof. Um, and I was hanging off the edge of the roof, you know, getting my drip edge on and whatever. And I didn't have no passer with me. So I was like grabbing everything myself. And, and, um, as I, you know, finish putting my drip edge on, a couple shingles. I go back up and I look down because the, the the one side that I was working on was steep. The other side was like, you know, not as steep. So when I went back to that side, I looked down and my my th my lanyard's not even clipped in properly. <laughs> so the whole time. Yeah. Uh -oh. So that freaked me out. And now when I'm doing like going on these sketchy areas or going to be dangling off the roof or whatever, the side of the roof, I always double check my lanyards now. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was not clipped, clipped in properly. And I don't know. I'm just <laughs> thankful I didn't fall off. It's just one little misstep. That's exactly. One, and that's, I guess when you get, you start your day, you it's a routine, right? You yeah. And you're so it. comfortable doing it that you don't even yeah. really think almost. Yeah. So now I think now if, if I'm going over that edge, I'm like double checking my lanyards, everything. <laughs> what are some roofs that you worked on that you like you were really impressed with it, uh, at the end of it? Like some some jobs that stand out for you? Um, There was this one out in Edmonton. Uh, the homeowners wanted um, a roof that like a different uh, roofing brand of roof or whatever, different style, I guess, um, than what, uh, what what's already out there. So they went, we went with Crown Slate from Ico okay. and it was beautiful. Like it was, we've never worked with it before. And, um, it was just, it was a lot different than the architectural shingles that we normally use. Um, that roof was just, it was just different. It was nice. I've only done it once. I haven't seen it again. Haven't even seen other people do it. Yeah. But it was, was it also the design of the house that? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was wasn't crazy steep but it had like the valleys the turret and then there was the garage in the back it's have i had a picture of it on my on my uh facebook page for a long time it's not there anymore because i have somebody who helps manage my page and he changed it on me so <laughs> it's, so samantha how why is it roofers are so passionate but also pessimistic like you'll get on social media and some people are idiots and start sharing idiot comments and then some people are very supportive and sharing passionate comments right like why is there such an extreme there's no middle ground sometimes yeah um i don't know why roofers are like that because um i don't know i can't explain i think there's like i think it's like that with like anything actually i see it a lot in roofing i see it um sometimes trim okay so they're just like I don't know. Like you don't know the whole story about, and like we said, it's just like there's there's an image being portrayed on on the social media. So you don't you're seeing a square image, you're just seeing the four corners. You're not seeing the whole story about 
behind that image or that video or whatever and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're just making assumptions and now oh yeah you're not even talking about the benefit of the doubt i you hate d- that you don't know the whole story but yet let me just keyboard warrior chime in here and i'll say some shit and i'm like yeah shut up and just leave it alone, i man. i get a lot of that on my page and it's um i just ignore people now <laughs> it's the best thing to do <laughs> i don't know why roofers are like that but i don't only get that from roofers too i get that from I could tell when people are not roofers when they come on my page and they say something to me because I could just tell because I don't like what they're saying just doesn't make sense. Are they just never been like maybe they roofed a little bit and kind of know, but there's like different ways of doing things. Um, like, for example, I've had somebody actually several people come on my page and be like, oh, you can't rip a roof like that. I've never seen a roof rip up like that. And I'm like, well, there's a video here of me doing it. And they think I staged my videos that I've like pried out all the nails before ripping it or something like, yeah, they think it's like you know how much time that would cause exactly to do that. <laughs> I remember my early days of social media and we were shooting content. I was like, you get one take that the time that is taking to do it. That's mm-hmm. the, the time of it. This yeah. Is, this is an HGTV where you can do 10 takes all of a sudden oh, yeah. and then uh, get it right, get it perfect. And then it looks beautiful and uh, majestic. And I'm like, no, no, that's not real construction at that point. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So like, I don't know when they make comments like that, I'm mean, just shows me that you're, you don't roof enough to know that you can, there's different ways to rip a roof. They're, um, just, they're just going on chat GPT and just going, tell me some roofing lingo. So <laughs> then I can start sharing some of my knowledge about roofing. Yeah. Um, that's a mistake right there. <laughs> um, how's, how's, uh, how's dealing with the government? Uh, you ever deal with the ministry of labor and. Mm, not out here actually. No? You haven't? Are they stricter at West? Or? I don't know. I, yeah, have in, I, don't, oh, I don't even know anything about the inspection process out west. I out west, figure that. Um, out. I've been like out out west. They call it a uh, OHS. Out here, they call it the ministry, <laughs> right? But it's the They're same just people. people. Yeah, and they, you know, they come to the job and make sure you have your own anchors up there. You're tied off, um, you know, stuff. I, out here, I think it is a little bit more stricter. Um, because I don't think I've ever gotten in trouble out there for not wearing, like, steel toes or anything like that. But out here, we had the builder come to us and, like, oh, you need to wear hard hats, steel toes, and all this stuff. And never had that before. Why do you need to wear a hard hat? I don't know. Like, even when we were on the roof, like, the builder came to the house and telling us to put the hard hats on. But I'm like, it falls it's, it's, off. It's, <laughs> it's a blanketed thing, right? So yeah. it's just, I guess their thought process is up and down the ladder. You're Maybe. down below. I would, like, to me, it makes sense to wear it on the ground, but. On know. the roof though. When you're on yeah, the roof doesn't. roofing, I mean, to keep the sun off of you, maybe. Yeah. But like for safety wise. Yeah. And I, like with steel toe, like I don't wear steel toes on the roof. I never have. I probably never will. Just because like, I don't like, you know, they're m- more likely to damage the shingles as you're walking on them. Well, you correct me if I'm wrong here because I've only ever worn maybe three or four different types of steel toe brands. Mm-hmm. And I've always found the soles to be very hard, which means that they can damage things. Yeah. And so that's why I see sneakers or more comfortable, sh- not Crocs, uh, being a positive thing yeah. when you're working on yeah, roofing. Like even what kind of shoes you wear, because I've seen people like come up with lo- like wearing normal shoes, but like they have a lot of tread on their shoes. So they're, as they're walking around or working in the same spot for a little bit, um, 
they scuff up the Look, roof. this caveman was just here, and we're going to do an imprint yeah. now and put it into the <laughs> museum because you just left a mark on this. Yeah, on the so roof. I don't like that. <laughs> and and that's and I agree with you. Yeah. So I mean, there's got to be. I would love to be a ministry labor inspector one day and just go because I I wouldn't flag everything. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't be look that, that that listen just don't I don't I, I wouldn't bother with lids on roofers on the roof. Mm-hmm. It would make no sense to me. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know if there's ever a scenario unless you're there's cranes above you and yeah. Then, but why would there be cranes above you moving material and you wouldn't be below a crane while they're moving material no. anyway? Maybe like when they're loading the roof, but again, like sometimes. Mm, but you're always on the peak and it's brought to you. That's true. And they're never above you, mm-hmm. so that's why it wouldn't work either there. So it doesn't make any sense. The yeah. only thing is when you're on the ladder going up and down and you're on the ground. Exactly. But I mean, like I think that's just. You got to be human too. We're all humans. We're not, you're not purposely trying to be unsafe. Yeah. I want to go home at the end of the day. Everybody does. Yeah. Everybody does. So I don't even know why we went to Tanyan, but I just, because you have to deal with the government sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. And you got to deal with their, their, um, I guess the only rule they have on the roof is the ice and water shield. Drip edge is not building code. Am I correct or wrong? I think it's just one row of ice and water out here at, in Alberta, like we've always prepped our whole roofs. Like this is the first time I, you know, came out here and I've roofed with just ice and water and valleys and eaves. And then you get the idea of saying, I don't know why you're protecting the whole roof because that makes no sense. That roof's going to rot in, in 10 years. Whatever. Yeah, but I've ripped a lot of roofs where it was just, and it was three tab shingles too. So not even like, you know, the new stuff and the roofs are fine. <laughs> well, the thing is, is, anybody who's looking at it, I guess, building-wise, inspection-wise, they, they got to understand the building part of that roof. There's there's something going on, like you said earlier, about condensation forming and, mm-hmm. and, and ductwork and all kinds of stuff, attic. and That's all contributing to that. So it's not necessarily just the roof itself. Mm-hmm. So it's you got to design it a certain way. But, I mean, that's why uh, the building code only cares about the first layer and if the soffit's too far out, you might have to do two layers to meet building code because mm-hmm. the the roof actually starts at the facade of the house, the face of it, the cladding, not okay. from the edge of the east drop, right? So all of a sudden now you put one layer on, that's not even going to reach the three feet minimum. Yeah. So you got to put that the second sense. layer on, right? Yeah. Um, but that's the only thing building code wise for mm-hmm. a roof other than just terminations, but that's just a roofing ceiling thing. That's yeah. not, not even a code thing. I think... You know, if you're a good roofer and you don't cut corners or anything like that, I think you can get away with just a row of ice and water and, you know, in the valleys and the eaves. I agree. Yeah. Is there room for improvement in the roofing industry? Um, With roofers? Yeah, absolutely. Where? What? Uh, Just, you know, don't, I see it so often where people just rush through jobs, like they just get in, get out. And it looks cool to the homeowner, but then when you go up there and actually see up close and it's just a half-assed job or else, you know, um, you can't see under the shingles. So you don't know, you don't know exactly. how their nail pattern or, you know, high nails. Yeah. Or if their nails are not banged in all the way. Like, I've seen it. I've seen people do it and I just cringe. Is, it, is there, I know a lot of other trades do educational days. Like they'll, they'll take the time off of work and just set aside. Is it worth doing that for roofers as well to just have more educational classes? I think that would be awesome if they if somebody did that. <laughs> yeah. So who can we get to do that? I think the owners of the roofing companies should do
do that to for their roofers. A day a month or something like that, and have a day, and you just the whole crew and yeah, you sit just down and you pick a detail and you yeah on it. I've I've worked with a company that was like that. You know, we had a meeting every month, and they they had several crews, and I was one of them. I was subbing for them, and they would bring everybody there, and they'd go over what they wanted changed and what they didn't want to see anymore, and they would know who's doing what because they know who they're giving the jobs to and who's assigned to that job. So I think, yeah, I think roofers should do that. <laughs> would you want to see scaffolding instead of ladder ladders for roofing? We were talking about that the other day. Um, I mean, Europe is all about that. I feel like it would be nice, but at the same time, it's going to probably cost more. It's going to price you out. And yeah. I think clients the way they are to begin with. And like depending how big the job is too, like how long is this going to take to set up? It's yeah. a whole other trade in Europe, right? So they do it as a whole other trade. They come in, set it up, and then you do oh. the roof. And then it's, 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 uh, it's, a, it's a good point because it basically eliminates a lot of safety risk, exactly. right? That's yeah. The, that's the point of it. Yeah. Because that's where the potentials are, right? Yeah. I think it, it, it is a good idea, but like... Um, Who's going to pay for it? Exactly. They won't be clients. No. Yeah. It's a shame, but uh, I'm just looking at my notes here. That's all. Covering a bunch of stuff. How did you build your brand? Um, Summit Sisters or Roofer Girl? Both. How old Summit Sisters? Summit Sisters is very new. Um, we just started last year. Okay. And who's, who's in the, the group? Um, well, there's several of us, you know, there's, I have girls in, um, Alberta, Saskatchewan, scattered around Ontario. Yeah. So, um, that started through the documentary that we did. Okay. And I wasn't expecting to start Summit Sisters. It was one of my partners who suggested it just because, the documentary and we had like um i guess like a lot of news new like news reporters on site and we were being interviewed and i don't know and they just saw it as a good opportunity to make a company out of it and that's what we did and for roofer girl like i started roofer girl like years ago and um that started just because when i got into roofing um i started joining the groups on facebook and I started to really see how roofers are. <laughs> you, I, you saw the room for improvement. I got a dose of that mm. big time. So um, I started my own page. And um, at first I was kind of like, I guess, kind of like scared to post things because like I was scared of like people judging me and kind of like embarrassed to make videos on the roof. And, you know, like yeah. didn't want to be the person on the roof taking videos and taking pictures. Now I don't care. But when I first started it, like, I didn't want them to be like, oh, look at her, or, you know, make fun of me. But then after a while, I just, like, I stopped caring. And um, my sister came roof with me, and that uh, she helped me create my first viral, super viral. Actually, my most famous video on my page right now is, like, 58 million views on it. Whoa. Yeah. So she, I just asked her, like, you know, will you record me, and I'll shingle the side real quick. And I did that, and then... Did a voiceover and edited it up a little bit and yeah and it went crazy my page like blew up it was awesome 
And then I became roofer girl. Everybody knew me as roofer girl. Roofer girl. There was people like one of my friends, uh, one of my workers was sitting down at a, in, uh, Tim Hortons and she heard people like talking about me. I was like, what? <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and now it's just gotten bigger. Yeah. I have um, 300,000 followers on Facebook now. Wow. Yeah. So pl- Facebook is my biggest platform. Is it the same thing to try to build Summit Sisters as well? That so my pages are, um, everybody knows I own Summit Sisters. So people know we're connected. Yeah. So it's going to grow. It's growing. Yeah. Just to make more videos I have like, now. I just started it last year and it's like over 5,000. Isn't it a lot of work? Like, don't you find it like, you got to engage, answer questions. and um, Then you got a roof. Well, that's, I have, uh, you know, somebody who helps operate the pages with me. Yeah. So he helps with that. But yeah, it is a lot of work to, um, to like even just making the videos because I'm constantly moving my camera around. If it's too hot, I won't even bother because I just like want to get the roof over and done with. Um, but yeah, I'm like setting up my tripod and then moving it to different locations and go home and I'll, you know, before bed, I'll just lay in bed and I'll just edit my videos and post them. Yeah. I, and I'm fast at it now, but like when I first started, it was like, a, yeah, I had to learn how to do everything. It's, it's another job. And that's what I mean. It's like, Kudos to the people that are pulling it off and making it happen yeah, and getting the, it out there. But if you do do it, there's you can make money doing this too. Of there's course. ways to monetize it. And my page was monetized for a while too, and I was making good money off of it. Unfortunately, I lost my monetization because Facebook has all these crazy rules, but I was making good money off of it, and my YouTube's monetized too now. And Are these yeah. like new Canadian rules or something like that, or is it, um, isn't TikTok like not applicable to Canadians to making monetizing their channel um my tiktok is someone told us that i think i'm trying to remember which there was a guest that told us that yeah you can't you can monetize it but it's just not as like for me and maybe because my following is not that big on tiktok i have like 40 something thousand sorry i now i remember it was uh um girl framer i feel bad i forgot her name she's the biggest page on tiktok framing wise Brittany. Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Girls Can Frame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she has a huge TikTok following. She does. But yeah. she can't monetize it because she's Canadian. Um, I think they kind of changed the rules a little bit because you can monetize it. Okay. Um, but it's just like for me anyways, I don't, my following is not as big as her on TikTok. But um, you, you get people like give you live gifts and yeah. that can convert to money. But it's like for me, I have like 10 bucks from lives like it's not like it's not that great for me anyways i don't know she has a bigger following than yeah, me yeah. but maybe she doesn't even know that i don't know i should ask her yeah I, if you can do it like if yeah you can monetize and use it do it but it that's not even the only thing like having you know this big platform it opens up other doors for you and that's what happened to me like that's how i was connected to primeline and i've been to like several roofing conferences in the states and um i've been on panels and i've been in the news like four times out here now since i moved out here and i just moved out here last just just a little bit over a year ago wow so yeah like having a big page like the big platform you know it does open other doors and opportunities for you but all the other women that you're attracting to get into the industry too that look up to you exactly as an inspiration there you go yeah and another thing too have you ever heard about the mary berg show the mary berg i think it's a new tv show coming out i don't know tv i don't know what that is i I don't watch tv i don't watch it much either but they had emailed me and they they want me to be on their tv show so yeah that is cool (laughs) it's very very cool 
What is it? A local kind of? No, no, local. Yeah, it's in Toronto. Okay. Yeah, hey, CTV. Earth. I never even heard of that show. I think it's called, oh, something with Mary. I can't tell you what anything is. I'm barely knowing what's <laughs> streaming these days. Yeah. I just, I don't get it. I'm too old, I guess, for all of that stuff. But, all right, we're, we're getting close to wrapping it up, Samantha. I think we covered quite a bit. Is there anything else you want to share? Mm, not that I could think of at the moment. Anything big coming up? Um, big projects? Big roofing jobs or something interesting? Or even just like a shed you're going to roof? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I just... I actually just did it like this really nice big roof for um she's called her name is shonda fernie okay should i know her <laughs> maybe i don't know she wrote a book and it's like bestseller on amazon um but she dated uh jeffrey compon 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 i don't know but you can google him and but he was connected to like the cartel in Mexico and whatever. Yeah, I did her roof and like, I I don't know. It was just, she gave me her book and I read through her book and it was like, I was just so- Autobiography or what? Or is it? It's a book. It's, um, she just wanted to tell her side because he was a, he was a, like, if you Google this, you'll know exactly oh, wow. what I'm talking about. Yeah. And this is a Canadian? Yeah. I did her roof out in Welland and um, I guess like her boyfriend was, involved in like the transferring the yeah across i'm sure the i'm sure guys that are listening right now they're like shaking their heads and you just can, smacking their boards <laughs> going how do you not know who this is man yeah i'm sorry i'm not a part of the news. drug trade i don't I, understand you can google it and it was just it was just so fascinating for me to like read her book and then she had like this diner out in welland and i went eat there and i'm like looking at it because she describes a diner in her book oh, and wow. it yeah like her her house got raided when she was with him like in the middle of the night and she just wanted to share with her people her experience it's called forever a memoir okay yeah it's what, kind of, a good what kind of roof did she choose what kind of roof yeah um just uh laminate shingles yeah but she went we gave her a good round owens corning yeah that's an interesting angle huh it was just crazy to me because like I read when I read her book and oh she might have a, like a Netflix thing coming out too so it was just I don't know it was cool to me <laughs> yeah you gotta think these people need their roofs too yeah and like when I would like googled googled it and you could see like the roof that I was like hey I did that roof <laughs> you know to be honest Escobar could have did with a really good roof too instead of having all that money eaten by rats underneath the ground right yeah he could have just built a structure that had a roof on it taken care of and then all that money would have been taken care of safe and sound yeah should have called roofer girl <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so that's interesting that you that kind of celebrity yeah I'm like I told her like I need to go back and get your signature I need you to sign this book and she was like oh yeah come over anytime I was like okay I'm gonna go tomorrow actually <laughs> that's interesting yeah thanks for sharing that yeah okay course. everybody summit sisters roofer girl uh www.summitsisters.ca roofergirl.inc at outlook.com the dot roofer dot girl on social media everywhere all that stuff ready to do 12 questions sure I don't remember your answers from the last time. Well, I don't either. <laughs> what is your favorite construction word? Um, uh, I remember that one. It's the F word. Okay. Yeah. What is your least favorite construction word? Um, rain. What turns you on in construction? Uh, the sound my gun makes while I'm shangling a nice big open side. Yeah. What turns you off in construction? Um, high nails. Bad roofers. Yeah. 
that just laziness? Like high nails is just laziness? They don't, they just want to do it so fast. They don't care where their nails are going. And that's what causes blow offs. There's an actual like sweet spot on the shingle. Yeah. Right? You want to hit the two ply. Yeah. Yeah. Back to education. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe somebody's <laughs> learning, eh? <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? We haven't been cursing, so you, you can get a pass if you don't want to curse. Oh. It's the F word I said. Okay, no, but you can say the F word. No, but that's your first, that's your favorite construction word. Yeah. and it's Two separate oh, questions. wait. Sometimes a lot of guests have actually said the same word for both questions. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's no rules for these questions. Just F word, I guess. What's your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Um, I'm not a big person, like I'm not big into vehicles at all. I don't. Bikes? Uh, Shuttle? No, definitely not a shuttle. <laughs> um, I just wanted like a nice truck, GMC maybe. Just pissed off the Ford and Dodge guys. I'm pissed off at Ford because I've had we've had a Ford Super Duty 350 for a while, and it was just the amount of repairs we put into that thing was just like insane. It's a good thing you didn't get a Lightning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your least favorite vehicle? Um, I don't like vans. I don't know. I just don't like vans at all. I had one before, um, but I just don't like them. Specifically, just vans. <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you love? Oh, construction sound or noise? Wouldn't that be like the same as hearing my nail gun go off? It could be that sound as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. That metabol does it. Oh yeah. Is it still good, even though Hitachi? Honestly, I don't think it's as good as it used to be. That's what I now thought. Now that you that's, asked that. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Because, like, I've had Hitachi. Hitachi. My nail guns would last forever. But now it's like I'm having problems within the year with a Metabo. Hitachi. I still prefer Metabo, but. They had a they had a stigma, Hitachi. Like, they're, they're well known to yeah. be really good, right? Yeah. So now there's, it's almost like they brought them down to the competition. You know what I'm hearing, though? Well, what I know, too, actually, the Mastercraft are really good nail guns and very similar to Hitachi. Really? Yeah. And the, a fraction of the cost. A lot of roofers are using Mastercrafts now. I find that interesting. Yeah. I you wanna, wouldn't You I wouldn't think. inquire about that. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Someone makes that gun. Mastercraft's not making that gun. Probably not. Like, it's an awesome gun. My husband uses Mastercraft. It's a clone gun, so someone's making that gun for them. It's definitely very similar to Hitachi. Interesting. Uh, what construction sound or noise do you hate? I hate the sound of a saw. Any saw? Like a skill saw when you're like cutting wood. I hate that noise. Screams? <laughs> yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? Um, mm, like would like to attempt? Something like try one day. I want to, like I really want to like build stuff and like refurnish refurbish old furniture like i really want to do stuff like talk to i have like 16 pallets inside my garage my husband hates me right now <laughs> he won't let me get any more but like i want to build stuff <laughs> i made um mason jar containers out of pallets oh wow yeah just yeah. i was too lazy to remove all the nails okay so then it ended up costing me with router bits and saw blades oh. because every time you <laughs> made a cut because i put handles and i routed the handles and i did everything properly um but i was always hitting a nail yeah. always hitting a nail you were rushing through it 
No, I just didn't <laughs> want to spend the time and effort to remove every single nail. My husband would have done the same thing. Yeah, but this then is I where women it. come in more patient. I, I get it, but <laughs> I just like then you start crying because you're just killing these bits and the blades, and you're like, uh, "What a waste! You're such an idiot. Why not just take the time?" I'll keep that in mind. I'm removing nails. But I, I just I made a bunch, and then the family just attacked all of them and took them because they, I made them to fit perfectly mason jars, right? So wow. I got tired of having to carry mason tomato. Okay. Like I'm Portuguese, right? So you make tomato um, into cardboard boxes. And, and then I remember one year specifically, it just fell right out of the bottom because it got wet. Oh. So I was like, enough of that. I'm making these. Yeah. Cans. And then everyone was like, oh, these are great. You could probably sell these online. And I only made like 15 of them, I think. Did How long did it take you to make one? To make all of them is just a whole routine, right? Because I just built every, I designed it, figured it out, cut it, and then I cut all the pieces. I knew exactly what I needed to do. I think it took a weekend. I took oh, care of it in a weekend. Bad. I even spray painted a logo on the side and everything. All of a sudden, like made it look legit. You should have did like a whole video so I can go and watch it. This <laughs> is like before that. <laughs> <laughs> this was just me oh. doing it. I still have. I'm trying to remember if I still have like four or five of them. I still have. Nice. Because they went fast. That's the problem with having siblings. Uh, what profession would you not like to do? Work in an office. Doing paperwork and computer stuff. I hate that stuff. Looking at the roof. Yeah. When I'm like, like even at home, like if I'm staring at my laptop too long, doing paperwork and whatever, like I might get like stress headaches. My neck starts to hurt and I'm like, I can't. It's hard, huh? Yeah. I'm like roofing so much easier than this. (laughs) Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? To probably let me know that my work down here is not finished. So send me back. Yeah, but it's good to know that I would go to heaven. Well said, well said. Samantha, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming back. I'm sorry (laughs) about that. So thank you very much. It was a great chat. No problem. um, I hope he's, is he waiting or is he? I don't know. I'll find him. (laughs) (laughs) Usually the other way around, no? He's gone shopping? Yeah. Well, he's buying weights because, you know, his arm wrestling, he's taking it really seriously He wants to lose weight so then he can do the tricky spots and then you can... There you go. I'm going to bring that up with him. Right. So (laughs) Samantha Dakota, uh, Summit Sisters Roofing Inc. And uh, www.summitsisters.ca, roofergirl.inc. At outlook.com. Sorry. And uh, the.roofer.girl all over Instagram and Facebook. And Facebook Facebook is Roofer Girl. Roofer Girl. That's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Angelie, we're out of here.